This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Well, Election Day, Tuesday, right around the corner. And if you're like me, you're, well, if you're like me, you've early voted, so you don't get the mailers anymore. But if you if you haven't voted yet, you're probably totally sick of it. But hey, good news is, couple days, it'll all be over with. And here to help us break down what may happen on Election Day, a guy who's been very, very right throughout the course of the election so far, both in the primary and now in the general. He's our good friend. He's a data guru, political analyst, historian, Scott Strong. Scott, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you, Rob? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for being with us. Um, Okay, so uh, let's just start with how right we've been. Yes. That we told everybody a very long time ago, hey, the Trumpster, he's going to close the gap. And here very soon, he'll be in the lead. And now he's in the lead. Yes. 
So he's doing really great. Um, so what's happened is the recent polls have come out. It's been interesting because some of the things that we were talking about, the polls being skewed in WikiLeaks, if people have been digging into it, it came out, especially in ABC News, where suddenly, all of a sudden, they it, the WikiLeaks exposed that they've been oversampling Democrats. And then, so once this comes out, they immediately pull back and do a corrected poll. And then they say it's because of the FBI scandal, the reason that Hillary dropped like 11 points. Of course, it's also when they started doing the correct polls. So interestingly enough, um, we were right. Yes, and we said this for a long time, that the news media, now Trump's not far off when he says, uh, now of course there's me, I'm very honest and <laughs> forthright and uh, on the up and up, but the news media y- uses polling, and they do this every year, mm-hmm. to shape public opinion until about a week or two weeks out, yep. and then that's when people remember the polls, and that's when they start getting them right. Yes, they have to get them right, because all of a sudden, um, those that were off big time in 2012 are no longer used as a polling organization anymore, so they lose a lot of business and credibility. All right, so today is Thursday, and so that means you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, so four days until Election Day, and yep. then uh, on the fifth day, everybody votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I did my clerk training yesterday. Oh, great. Uh, in... Uh, Hendricks County. So as of, let's see, as of Tuesday, I guess it was, 15,000 people had cast an early early vote in Hendricks County. Wow, those numbers are huge. That's and, 13% of the population. Yes, and I understand that that Hancock County has been doing just as well. There are our sister county on the opposite side of Indianapolis. Matter of fact, their early voting has outdone some of the things that have been going on in Marion. Well, it's amazing, too, because we, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show, but I think this election is really going to be the moment where campaigning changes for so many ways. Uh, Obviously, Trump has changed the game, but when you're going to have, in a place like Hendricks County, which is, if you're a Republican, you really need Hendricks County to turn out, you're going to have 17% probably of the people cast an early ballot vote. It's no longer an election day strategy. It's an election month strategy. Yes. So, and this is what's happening here. And this is, and you're probably wondering why we're talking about the polls and the donut counties here, which Hendricks is one of those. When the donut counties turn out, which is heavily usually in the GOP favor around Indianapolis, when a candidate like a governor or a senator usually takes 60% of that vote, they usually win the state. When they fall below, and when we take a look at, um, you know, former past superintendent that ran against Glenda Ritz, when he fell below that 60% mark, he lost. When we had Joe Donnelly get, you know, didn't his opponent Murdoch didn't make the 60%, he lost. So you can kind of look at it. There's little indicators that we can look at. And one of those things is, do the Republicans take 60% of the vote in the surrounding donut counties? When they do, their candidate usually wins statewide. Gitterges is Scott Strong. He's our political analyst, data guru, historian, helping us break on everything that's going on in the uh, political world. Because, of course, there's three big ones. Oh, Three yes. big ones. Now, there's more. There's more than that. Three <laughs> main big ones that are on your ballot this year. Uh, by the way, I went, and now you can take a, a photo of your ballot again. That's so nice of the government to allow us to take a, take a photo of my ballot. And, and that's really important now because with votes in with the Soros machines that were in Texas yes. that accidentally flips after a person's vote straights Republican, yeah. the Democratic nominee for Hillary gets the vote when they were getting ready to turn it in on the final summary. So it's nice to have some type of actual um, documentation in case things are in question. Yeah, so I went, and by the way, kudos to Laura Herzog and Tammy Dewey. 
Yuli and everybody yep. at the government center, if you're hearing this on Thursday and you're thinking, man, I want an early vote, I've heard about these two-hour-long lines in my local library, uh, the lovely Haley and I went to vote the other day, mm-hmm. and we went to the government center in Danville, and the line was like uh, like down down outside the polling place. We were out of there, though, in 30 minutes. Oh, wow. So if you're thinking about Moving it, quick. the fast way to be able to vote the government center in Danville, a good option if you want to, uh, if you still want to early vote. Um, and by the way, so speaking of voting, I, of course, said I will be 100% biased in the race for president and try to remain neutral in everything else. So I, okay. did, I did vote for Trump for president. I everybody, figured you. <laughs> everybody else, it's a secret. Okay. <laughs> um, but okay, let's, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about the poll. There was a big poll that came out the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monmouth yep. uh, University, who's a national polling firm, polled Indiana. And uh, we're going to get into some of this because it's fascinating to me, and you're going to help me make some sense of this, which you did before the show. But uh, let's start with the poll itself. You have some problems with the poll itself. Yeah, and so what's Monmouth is doing these polls in almost all 50 states across the country, and so they're not putting out the full money. And so what happened is they had 400 respondents. Now, it's kind of like the weather in Indiana. Sometimes when you have a storm in Kokomo, it doesn't mean we have a storm in Indianapolis. And so the state is so diverse. For us to really get a good polling result, you almost need 600 respondents across the state of Indiana. Now, I don't blame Monmouth. They're pulling, turning out all these polls across the country. So 400 is a lot cheaper than 600 when you're doing 50 states. So take, so take us through what do you mean it's cheaper. Like the average person might just say well you're just calling people on the telephone how much could that cost yeah well basically you've got the time and the the, the, the pollsters that are calling and basically they get paid so much per respondent or ah, so much okay. per call so when you cut it back a couple hundred people it's significant and you're doing this in every state across the country so times 50 times 200 it adds up to be a big so paycheck. as someone who has done uh polling for a campaign before i will tell you that the data you have to basically complete the survey to get what they call scientific yes. data, right? Mm-hmm. And it also has to be a certain balanced number if you're going to do a poll correctly right. um, based on a certain number of Republicans, Democrats, Independents, which is how they were uh, skewing the polls for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, so they've been they've been using the polling stuff back from 2008 and 2012, which is not a bad thing, but we've seen it had a huge turnout of new voters in the primaries. And so what you do is you try to look at the polls, and they're not exact science, but the more people you get, the usually the better the numbers. And you try to have as many people that are as registered voters in each category. So if you got 20% independents, right. you try to get 20% independents, this many Republicans, and, and you keep it pretty close. And so what's been happening on the national polls, it's been like plus 13, right. you know, Democrats. Now, it's okay if you have plus 13, but we don't have plus 13 in the country, right? But trying to get through three questions on a political survey, that's brutal, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you, and what they like to do is they like to have everybody respond to mark it as a complete so if somebody's halfway through the call and then decides to stop answering it... Right, it's, it's no good. Yeah, they throw it out. And you'll get that a lot. People will answer the first question, like, who are you voting for? They'll say it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's uh, they get angry at you. Yes, or the kids start crying or something else happens and something pulls them away. So, you're, But you're saying in order to do it for a state the size of Indiana, you need to do 600 people. Yeah, you really do. And you need to kind of spread that out across the state. You don't want to do, you know, like... 50% of them all in Indianapolis, you, you need a certain representation that includes Evansville and, and the northwest and the northeast of Indiana and then kind of even out throughout the state of Indiana. Congress is Scott Strong. We're talking a little bit about the uh, political 
universe that we're in, mm-hmm. there's a poll that came out. So, okay, so we think the poll may be a little flawed, but it's what, a little we've, bit. Got, what we've got. Yes. Okay. So the Monmouth poll says Trump up 50 to 39 over Clinton, which is a stark difference from where he was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I would say that that's probably accurate. When What happens when the polls are close, that's when they're kind of off. So I, I you know, he might even be up more than that, um, but to, for him to have that big with that small um, – He's probably well on a way to a victory, and the fact he's hitting over fifty percent. Are you surprised? What I mean, because I think a lot. Some of this polling was done before uh, the uh, the whole uh, Wiener Gate thing. So I mean, a lot of it is Trump on his own Z's without yeah. any help. Well, I really wasn't because we had seen this trend that it was building in his favor. And um, even before this FBI investigation by Coomer came out, um, it was trending his way. And then, of course, this thing has just absolutely devastated Hillary's side. And so um, it doesn't surprise me, but it was heading this way. But I think this accelerates it for him. Okay, so let's talk about the... Let's talk about, that seems terrible to say. Let's talk about Anthony Weiner's problems. I'm going to okay. phrase it that way. Yeah. Uh, does does anybody care at this point? Like, I'm trying to think of, because uh, everybody's the momentum, uh, the momentum that gives the Republic. Like, who at this point would need that to decide how they're going to vote? Is there anybody? Well, yeah, there is still a... There's really? Still, we are really focused on, you know, probably 80 or 90% of the country has already well decided who they're going to vote for. There is a small contention of people out there that have not, and they're the kind of people that are picking up news at the last minute and trying to decide, and they're the non-political um, junkies. We're political junkies because we watch it, live it, see it, breathe it. Um, they're the people who are like, oh yeah, hey, I think it's it's election day. Well, maybe I ought to go vote. Who's who's running? So really, so really, you're telling me that after 16 months of this crap, yes, that there's still people who don't know. I mean, whatever way you're for is fine, but you're telling me there's people that still don't know. Here's the interesting thing. This is a little little fact to you from 2012 election. You know the number one thing that was Googled on election day in 2012? Who are the candidates for president? <laughs> So there is a large contingent of people. Now, some of them never make it to the polling booth. They have good intentions, but they never make it. Right. But there is, that was the number one thing that was Googled on Election Day in 2012. So I can't believe it's going to be too much different for a large percent of the population in 2016. Now, we talked about the lines, and right now the early voting lines out the yes. door in Hendricks mm-hmm. County. Um, I talked to somebody the other day, and he made a good point. He said there will be some people... Who, and this is foreign for me because I own my own businesses and yeah. I'm in radio, so I have no life. Um, <laughs> he said there are some people that the lines will actually prohibit them from voting because they don't yes. have three hours. To That's stand right. In line. They'll show up and they'll say, I don't have time. I've got to get to work or I've got to do this. Right. So, yeah. So, the, the, what's happening is a lot of times the people that really show up earlier are the ones that don't want to have to wait. They want to make sure their vote's in. Sure. So. so, that's okay. So, interesting. So, the Trumpster is up 50 49. Yep. And usually, now help me on this. I know that there are exceptions to this, but usually in polling, if your candidate gets to 50, Yes. You're pretty, it's pretty yeah. much a locked yeah. deal, right? When you start polling over 51%, um, that usually, that's a very good sign. So like right now, one of the things in the polls was was um, John Gregg, which is running for governor against Eric Holcomb, was up like 48 to right. 44. And the interesting thing on that is not that he's in the lead. There's, I, I still think that race is a lot closer. But the interesting thing is he's not over 50%. Right. And this is the problem that Gregg's had. You've seen Holcomb kind of building as he's getting Name recognition, 
But for him, Greg has never gotten over this 50%. And so what's happening, and this is the problem that people, you can't take polls for, it. all it is is like an A in, in sure. high school. It's right. an indication of success, but it's no guarantee. And he can't get over that 50% margin, which shows me there's probably a lot of late deciders that have not decided. And for whatever reason, even though he's been running for six years, they're still not there. If you've been running for six years and you're not over 50%, that's not a good sign for Election Day for you. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Greg and Holcomb. Greg, the Democrat, Holcomb, the uh, the Republican, Rex Bell, the Libertarian. By the way, by the way, so let's let's get this out there, too. The Libertarians have blown an opportunity of a lifetime mm-hmm. here, right? I mean, up and down the ballot. And it really starts yeah. with, uh, and by the way, Johnson was very nice to me, but he's a weirdo and a, and a crazy person. Gary Johnson has been a terrible candidate. Yes, and his, his vice president has basically <laughs> deserted him so well that he they brought him on. He's basically saying, we need to do what we can. to. He's deserted him as vice president, and now he's throwing his support to Hillary. Now that the FBI investigation has come out, all of a sudden he's gotten silent. But that's not a good sign when your VP is endorsing the Democratic well, well, here, president. Well, and here's what's interesting about libertarians, and I've said this for a very long time. They're like kids that want to eat at the adult table on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and it's like you've never been an adult. Yes, I mean, let's face it, you've never been an adult. And even some of the good candidates they've had, like Andy Horning, who was mm-hmm. okay, um, the, just you're, you're not a viable person for public office for the most part. We had Lucy Brenton on the show on Tuesday, and, yep. and Lucy probably won the debate between Bai and, uh, and, and yeah. Todd Young, which we'll get to that in a second. But Gary Johnson, just by shutting up and not being Trump or Clinton, probably could have got 10% of the vote. Yes, exactly. So uh, my good buddy Spangle and Lens uh, are not going to be happy that I'm saying this, but <laughs> I, they they blew it. They totally blew it. Johnson's a squirrel, and he, he blew it. I mean, he just flat out blew it, and libertarians aren't even going to get their 5% now, which would have got them federal uh, federal money mm-hmm. going forward. So good, good riddance. But I said that for Rex, because I actually think Rex is an okay candidate. Yes. I think Rex is a very normal guy. I think he's a, he's a business owner. He's got some good ideas. His wife is an elected judge, um, but even he's still stuck at 4%. I think that's because Johnson has been so bad, and, and, and Bell's really stuck at the Rupert territory now. Yeah, and so what happens, a lot of these polls, you have to watch it. You know, um, We had a, a Howley Politics um, Ball State poll that came out, and they didn't even include the Libertarian candidates. I think that whoever is on the ballot needs to be included because those are the choices sure. that are going in. So at this point, it doesn't look good for Greg because he hasn't been able to do it. It's kind of like his to lose, and it seems like he is losing ground. So I think that's probably going to be one of the top three closest races that night or maybe the top two is for governor. I think that Todd Young is probably actually doing well. I mean, you know, bottom line is even if this poll is a little bit of suspect when the the headlines on the Indianapolis Star is that Bai has lost the lead and this thing is tied up, which is exactly what we thought. And it's also kind of what the internal um, polls that um, Todd Young's team shared with me, that they were there and they were actually up a couple of points. So it seems to be swinging his way. This is Scott Strong. Uh, We're breaking down uh, the latest in Indiana politics, focusing on this Monmouth poll right now. Let's focus. We'll get to Young here in a second. Let's stay on Holcomb and Gray. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is there was a lot of panic in Republican circles when this poll came out because it's got Greg up uh, 48-42. Greg had been sort of stuck in the 40-42 for a while. But I was looking at the Monmouth poll in early October had Greg at 50. 
and now he's back to 48. So, well, and that, that one in 50, when he had 50, even his team dismissed it. It was the one that did not include Libertarians. Right. So if you're going to have a poll, you need to see the same thing that you're going to see when you walk into the ballot. Is the issue with Libertarians that the average person in August goes, I hate everyone, and I'm fed up with this system, and I'm going to cast a protest vote for the Libertarian to show everybody. And then October rolls around, and then maybe November rolls around, and they go, gosh, I really don't want, if I'm a disaffectioned Republican, That's right. or I'm a disaffectioned Democrat, I don't want the other guy to win. I'm That's, gonna hold my nose and vote for the other guy for my for my guy. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, it's one thing. <clears throat> the closer the election comes, and especially when races start tying up, um, that's when people start to say, "Huh." okay, I'm going to be accountable for this vote. Right. And I don't want this person. And sometimes a lot of people end up really do voting for what they think the lesser of two evils are. And that's not a good thing. It's really not. I mean, because the system is not going to change. But, okay, so Holcomb, here's what floors me. How could a guy who is the right, and we've talked about this before on this show, uh, they did not hire me. They should have hired me to run the campaign. He'd be winning easily. Uh, How could a guy who was Mitch Daniels' right-hand man, mm-hmm. was the campaign manager for Mitch Daniels, was the chief of staff for Mitch Daniels, then became the Republican state chair under Daniels. Yep. Mitch Daniels, the most popular politician in the history of Indiana politics. Mitch Daniels could have run for governor and won 75% of the vote. Yes. How does this guy run and hardly scant, scant a word of Mitch Daniels? What's going on? Well, you know, he, he has been he has been bringing that up, but in but there's a point where you can't you know you can't babe yourself in too much. You've got to be your own man. And I would cling to, to Daniels like Grim Death, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Grim Death. Yes, we've seen that in a lot of Luger campaigns <laughs> over the years, where it was the Luger team that was running. Sure, uh, but I think it's smart. He does have to bring out his own point. He did get a late start. He is trying to get name ID. Um, you know, and probably Mitch is probably not going to come on the air here because of his university presidency. Sure, he doesn't want to be, be that. Do affiliated. you think Daniels told them? leave me the heck out of this i'm sure they asked him he's probably and he he did make the very clear when he when he took that office of he's mitch daniels is the president of Purdue university for those of you who don't know and basically when he took that job he said that he was going to step away from the politics because a university position needs to be above that fray sure managed for the students okay so it's 48 42 right now you got bell pulling at four percent and by the way again i I really like Rex. I think Rex mm-hmm. is a great guy. He's been on the show several times. Um, it's going to be interesting if Bell's numbers don't move downward even more, though, yeah. um, because he doesn't have the celebrity status of a Rupert. Look, Rupert yes. got 4.6 or whatever it was just based on the fact that he was the dude from Survivor. Yep. And I think a lot of people thought Pence had it in the bag. Mm-hmm. People know Holcomb or Greg does not have it in the bag, and unfortunately Rex may be the uh, – the, uh, uh, the person who takes the brunt of that, which would be a disaster again for the libertarians if they do worse than they did in 2012. Yeah. So w- what's going to happen is it depends on you know where who is Rex pulling from? Is he pulling from Democrats or Republicans? I kind of think he's pulling more from the Republicans than he is from the Democrats. Um, it's maybe not the case in the other top race, but if that does, if those people come back to Holcomb 
it probably surges him for victory. What's really going to happen here is we don't know what's going to happen on these down ballots. A lot of people, and I was I worked the polls um, in the primary, and we had a lot of people that came in that specifically only voted for Bernie or only voted for Trump right. and walked out the door. Yep. If that happens again, then the Trump, you know, um, chasm of people coming in doesn't affect it. But if they start going down the ballot, if they go straight Republican, that's what's really going to determine this governor's Just race. the other issue, there's a huge billboard on, there's a huge billboard on 70. And I got to give credit for this, whoever came up with this. I'm not endorsing, mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying this is a very clever billboard. It says, and it's, it, you see it, like yes. right as you're coming into the city. I don't know if you've seen this billboard. Yes, I have. It says, Holcomb is Mike Pence 2.0, yeah. which is a play on the hip 2.0 thing. Brilliant billboard. Whoever did that, I hope they got a raise. It's yeah, and they, they've got it. It's also they've got it's also around 465 South of the <laughs> Indianapolis and a couple other places across the state. Is that the problem though? That you have a lot of people who want to vote for the I call him Carrier guy. Mm-hmm. That's going to go in and vote for Trump because he, he thinks Trump can fix Carrier, and he thinks Mike Pence let Carrier go to Mexico, so he's not voting for the Republican. But the reality is, Pence's popularity in the state of Indiana is up again. Yeah, he's, he's leaving. Surging. He's leaving. Yeah, so, but still, I, I think that issue is out. I don't know that Greg can really hold on to that as the thing. I, I seen that that sign, and I thought it was hilarious, but then I thought, most of the people probably don't know it. There's a lot of people are going, huh? What yeah. does that mean? So let me ask you this, because it's interesting. I was talking with somebody that's very well informed and knows what's going on they're not in politics but they're up on what's going on and i said i find it perplexing that someone could walk in based on what the issues are this year and say i'm voting for which is what the polling is telling us right now Mm -hmm. is happening i'm voting for donald trump but i'm not really sure i'm gonna vote for todd i might vote for evan by when the whole premise and the whole premise and I'm not going to tell you how I voted in the U.S. Senate race, but the whole premise of Todd Young to a lot of people, maybe the group that I'm included in, is somebody's going to have to vote on Donald Trump's Supreme Court justices. Somebody's yes. going to have to vote on that. And yeah. we don't... Whoever doesn't want Evan Bayh, who's already voted against Bush justices and for Obama justices, we don't want Evan Bayh casting that decision. Yeah. So, who, who, so how does that happen? It, it really depends on the knowledge of the electorate, and so I would normally say yes. Except in two thousand eight, look at the astounding victory that Mitch Daniels had when the state went for Obama. I mean, Mitch killed the competition and was reelected governor in a tidal wave of Democratic support. So they can split the thing. I guess it really depends. I think that this is why I think that Holcomb has a good chance because most of the people, when they start going down and polling and voting for Todd Young and Trump, more than likely they're going to vote for Holcomb because he's a Republican. All right, so the last big one on the Monmouth uh, poll is By and Young. Yep. By the way, I thought it was interesting that, uh, okay, so and this will tie into this, 48 Greg, 42 Holcomb is 90% that have said they've made up their mind. 4% Mm -hmm. for the Libertarian. In the U.S. Senate race, it's 45% for Bayh, 45% for Young, 4% Lucy Brenton. That means 90% are going between the Republican and Democrat, 4% for the Libertarian, 6% undecided. It's pretty consistent of the people that have made up their mind, apparently. Yes, and I'd say that's probably a pretty good um, spattering of what's going to happen on Election Day and how people are going to vote. This is actually good news because even though Todd Young, he's been slowly moving up. So he's up at 45%. Um, at the best, I mean, 
Evan has never really, he had these big numbers when he first came out, but he's lost ground. Um, the Libertarian has pulled, most of her votes are coming from him, not from Todd Young. And as the Republicans are returning home on Todd Young, I think this is probably going to be maybe a 52-48 victory. It's interesting. Again, I'm perplexed because, uh, by the way, Trevor Fowdy and the people that run Todd Young's campaign, mm-hmm. um, they've done a great job. Yeah, they have. It was a incredibly, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, whether you're for Evan Bayh or for Todd Young, Trevor Fowdy and those people who run Todd Young's campaign were up against a colossal, colossal task yep. of dealing with a guy who probably, he says he pulled 26 in his own poll ahead, probably 15. Let's be honest. Yeah. This is probably 15. You're probably down 15 points when you start, and the guy's got $9 million sitting in a bank account, and Young basically had no money at the time. Yeah, so, and interestingly enough, the super PACs on the Senate um, there's a super PAC out there that's putting in $25 million in the top five senatorial races across we the country. We need to get jobs for super PACs. Yes. And so one of those races is the Todd Young race. So he, Todd is, I knew that he would not have money. This will probably be a $50 million campaign from both sides. So the most money ever spent on a U.S. Senate race in Indiana this Evan year. Evan Bayh's father, Birch Bayh, is considered one of the great collapses in Indiana political history. Of course, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know uh, uh Evan Bayh's father, Birch Bayh, was a longtime senator in yep. Indiana, and he lost a race in 1980 for his Senate seat to an obscure congressman yep. named Dan Quayle. That's right. And that put Dan Quayle on the national map sure was did. when he ended Birch Bayh's career, and that was long considered, next to maybe Luger, the, the great one of the great collapses of in Indiana political history. And Evan Bayh is on the verge of topping his father in yes. terms of great political collapses. It's fascinating, and I'm telling you right now, I told somebody this yesterday, not only is Young going to win, I think he's going to win by five points. I, Could. You, I, what do you think? It's it's very possible if we have a landslide for Trump like I think that we're going to have he could run it he could run up I, I I'm thinking about four points I think it's also interesting too and I want for you to expand this because we love the Trumpster yes we are both <laughs> fans of the Trumpster uh, when the thing came out with the tape on Trump and the questionable yep. language uh, I told I tweeted out I said to Young and Holcomb I said I I've not decided who I'm voting for yet. Anybody who runs away from the Trumpster is not getting my vote. And I find it very interesting that Young basically said nothing and stayed behind Trump. He's doing better than Holcomb, who issued some sort of broad strokes, almost condemning, but then I'm going to stay behind him. And he's doing very bad. And I find it ironic now that the people that run a lot of the Holcomb and Young affairs who are struggling were the never-Trump people. They were totally against Trump, and now they have to beg and plead that the Trump voter pulls their candidate across the finish line. That's political karma right there. Yes, it is. And so it's it's a little bit of a pattern that's out there. So you're, you're seeing these patterns come up. The, the problem with um, Holcomb is only being a lieutenant governor, only being in office about six months. He doesn't have a history, so he's trying to tie, he's trying to tie himself to everything that was good about Mitch Daniels, everything that was good about Pence, and then stay away from anything that was bad about these candidates. And so it's left a little bit of a distaste in people in between. There's some people that are 
not concerned about his RIFRA. They don't like his stance on alcohol not being sold on yeah, Sunday. What's, what's the deal with that? He got in the debate, and Holcomb says, I'm not doing Sunday alcohol sales. Yeah, you could. Do, you, you got time to do it any other those other six days. So uh, basically, that's a little bit probably beholding to the alcohol. Distri- There's a huge alcohol distribution in Indiana of some of these large um, breweries and things. And there's a lot of political interest and money flowing back and forth, maybe more so than the the issue that's there. But that's for another program. Okay, so let's wrap it up with this. I want to get your prediction uh, because this will be the last time we talk to you before the votes are cast. And by the way, speaking of that, election night, Tuesday, November 8th, we will be at the Government Center in Danville, 7 to 9 p.m., giving you live election results here on WIRZ 98.9. So all your local, your town, uh, your school board, your county, and then, of course, how the statewides are doing um, in uh, in the in Henderson County. We'll give all that for you in real time. It's the only place you're going to be able to get that. What do we have? What give give me give me the three big ones, and I want you to also on the president tell me how you think Indiana will go and how uh, and how uh, how the national thing will play out. Okay, um, starting at the top, Trump will definitely win Indiana. I say he'll probably. 60% of the population. My vote probably. made all the difference. Yeah. yeah. Your vote will make all the difference. Nationally, um, I think it will probably be a landslide for Trump. I mean, a lot of these, I think we're going to see a few of the blue states that are, I mean, right now he's campaigning in Democratic strongholds. You usually go to the states that you have a chance. He's not running back to, you know, states that are, you know, on the. he's got a chance in Wisconsin. He's got a chance possibly in Iowa. He's looking, you know, attacking them, even going to Colorado and Pennsylvania out if he's going to win Pennsylvania, but I think he'll probably get about 300 electoral votes. Do I get to say Nana and Nana to everybody when he wins? You, you you're probably going to be drowned out by a lot of other people because I was. Oh, come on now, <laughs> nobody's going to drown me out. I mean, come on. I mean, come on, Scott. You know, I like you was on board yep. from the beginning, and, and I was treated so poorly by yes. so many people. I was treated so poorly. <laughs> Imagine. Well, it's it's amazing how when somebody wins, how many people run it to it. It may be the national media, maybe like the Brexit vote. <laughs> yeah. After you know, everybody said Hillary's going to win. Hillary's going to win. You know, you're, you're, Britain's going to stay in the EU. And afterwards, the national media is going to tell us how stupid we were for voting for yep. this guy. Okay, so you're going Trump sixty forty. I like that. I think yep. that's probably where it's going to be. Okay, uh, U.S. Senate. U.S. Senate. I still think it's about fifty two forty eight um, for Todd Young, and I think that the Republicans actually have enough of a sweep that they continue to hold the u.s senate probably 51 or 52 okay um i'm gonna i'm going to uh if we're playing prices right here yes. i'm gonna go with young by five you have young by four yep so if it's four you're gonna win if it's yes. five or up i'm gonna win so if, if both of us could go over too right. we could be disqualified <laughs> yes uh okay and then the final one the uh, the race for governor i think it's a uh, holcomb eases a, uh, probably this could be a 51 49 type of thing I, i'm not sure how the libertarians are going to play in it so it might be 50 48 two or three or something but probably one or two percents and holcomb squeaks it out i'm gonna i'm going to this is the one we're going to disagree okay. I'm, I'm going to go i'm going to go with greg 51 49 so okay. we will see so okay, we agree we on two of, the three, two, yep. of three. two of the three two of three and that uh, none of those other than trump means that how i might have voted so <laughs> don't, right. don't don't factor that into it at all that's it scott thanks for everything uh, appreciate all you've done for us throughout the primary and now into the general election you've been so wonderful and uh we'll have you back on after election day to talk about where our state goes from here all right hey don't forget if you missed any part of today's program you can check out the podcast anytime you want we're now on soundcloud and itunes you you can just search Central Indiana Today. You can actually follow the show there and have the programs come right to your smartphone or tablet. You can also listen anytime at our website at wyrz.org.
O-R-G. Click the Shows tab at the top of the page. Scroll down, find Central Indiana Today. You can go back and listen anytime you want. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall, saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.